Welcome back to part two of our conversation with designated drinker David Sook, the CEO and co-founder of St. Luna Moonshine. Now, if you've missed part one, go ahead and belly back up to that bar because you want to give that a listen first. We'll save a seat for you right here and maybe a little bit of his amazing spirit too. So David, in part one, you shared um, the diversity, that diversity is the heart of St. Luna and a bit of your journey in creating St. Luna. I think you left us off at your deliverance moment. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you guys, if you missed that, you should go back to that. That's an awesome story. It's pretty epic. It is. It is. So um, I'd really like to hear more about um, your goals for St. Luna. We've talked about what it is, what moonshine is. So where is it now? Um, how do we get it? And where's the brand going? Yes, absolutely. So right now we are still in that scrappy startup mode. So I think my my biggest goal is to be able to pay our bills. <laughs> you know, I'm, I think we all have lofty, lofty dreams of being able to, to sell our business at one point, but we're sort of in that initial stages of get our bills paid, you know, pay ourselves a little something and, and survive. You are not alone. Right. Um, <laughs> love to launch some some other spirits when the time is right and just really continue um, continue our, our distribution plan, um, expanding where we can. Uh, we're in New York, New Jersey, Delaware, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee currently. Uh, we are launching in Minnesota Smart. for the month of June. Uh, we'll be there. You can find us online, online at all of the the online platforms from reservebar.com to um, drizzly to caskers.com and and hopefully more. David, how does that work? You can't order drizzlies in other states. You have to only the ones you're distributing in. It's wildly regulated, so it just depends on what state you're in. Um, and what you want to watch out for is the taxes, because even if you might be able to order, they may slap on a, a pretty hefty tax. To ship it there. Just, just so you know, if you self-distribute in D in DC, you don't have to do that. Ooh, I would, I, I'd love to talk about DC because I also think that is a great market for us. Yes, I have a business tip for um, young liquor companies in this day and age: get your shit in a frozen machine at any bar because it takes so many bottles to make it. That should be your only goal all summer. Be like, oh. Do you like my moonshine? Put in your frozen drinks because you need six bottles. I would love that. That's it. I would. That is definitely a goal. Anyway, that was my PSA like that. <laughs> Wait, I have another question about the shine. I got yes. another question about the shine. About the shine. Ask me anything. So here's the deal, right? So moonshine, it's so versatile. Like that's what I love about it, you know. And we're gonna make. And I want to make the cocktail sooner than later. Um, it's so versatile, and like when you have a beautiful product and they have a nice like um, distillation on it, you can like infuse it, make iced tea with it, whatever. You were saying that you really like it with tropical things. What's your favorite thing to put it with? So we do actually created by Aubrey a mai tai with a roasted cashew orgeat and a an ango floater. Yeah, that is that's an amazing summer drink. Um, a classic daiquiri is incredible because the moonshine sort of takes on almost like an agricole. Um, like an agricole rum, so it's really yeah. tasty, really smooth, delicate. Have you made it before? Being such a fan of the Manhattan, have you made it like the Manhattan? We have, so we can really play into that rye base, and so an old-fashioned is delicious, a Manhattan is delicious. Yeah. So this is nothing new, what we're going to do today, right? No, it is. I mean, so we've only done one cocktail with a pineapple syrup, incidentally, that was featured in Forbes. Uh, it's the Chimera. What? Uh, and it's a, a play on a fix. Uh, so Aubrey 
Aubrey, of course, is the genius behind all of these all of these recipes. Love it. All right, let's make a cocktail, Louise. What okay. do you have to start? You have a shaker? What do you got? What do you got? I have both. What do you want me to have? So there's no juice in this drink, so you're going to use, we're going to use our stirring glass, okay? I got it. So after reading all the episode notes, you know, Manhattan was your was your vibe, right? Bourbon drinks, I saw that. You really love a whiskey. And obviously I was totally into that. I was like, me too. Let's start with this. So you're going to use two and a quarter ounces of the moonshine. And then you're going to put vermouth in this drink, right? Because we're making it like a Manhattan, but we're going to use white vermouth because I wanted to keep it relatively um, see-through. If you can find Spanish vermouth, that would be so much better because I made it at the restaurant with Spanish vermouth. But I am at home and I only have um, Dolan Blanc. And Dolan Blanc is delicious, but I really do love like a really, you know, fruity forward um, Spanish vermouth. Best things I would say to do. So with that, you're gonna put in um, one ounce. So I realize it's a little disproportionate. Normally you would do two and one. I like a little quarter on it because we're going to add to this um, pineapple syrup. And the pineapple syrup is um, super easy. It's literally, it's a one-to-one pineapple, pineapple to sugar to water. Sugar is personal. I personally like this with a quarter ounce. I made this for other people and they liked it with a half an ounce. You guys have to do it your own way. So we're gonna add, for me, we're gonna do a quarter ounce of pineapple syrup. And then I'm gonna add one uh, Boulevardier uh, Bitter Cube uh, bitters, just one drop. And it's just gonna give it this like, you know, little like chamomile flavor to it. And we're gonna take our ice, pour it in, and we're just gonna stir. And it's very simple, very simple, very pretty. So you have to ask yourself as you're stirring this in your house, am I a person that likes to keep my house at 500 degrees? You need to stir 45 rotations. If you live like a penguin, 30 rotations is enough water dilution. So there we go. So now we're gonna take that in a chilled martini glass and we're gonna strain it in. It's beautiful, clear cocktail, just so beautiful. So pretty. And then we're gonna garnish it. Now, I'm gonna use this little this little guy because he's just really elegant. And then I, I originally made it like a big O. Like I was like, oh, let's make a big ring. And I was like, it's very aggressive garnishing for these very delicate glasses. However, I don't know, I'm totally into this too. Cause so you can go either way with it. Um, and, and that's it. Just really, really simple. Very, very simple, very, very pretty. That looks incredible. And you smell everything. You got all of the essences and definitely brings out a little bit of the tropical note for sure. That little like citrusy smell. Oh, yours looks great, Louise. Look at me. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. No rings, just chunks. Cheers. Oh, so easy. Ooh, that's good. Delish. The vermouth is really nice. I had no idea what that was going to do. It's so beautiful, Gina. Good Spanish vermouth would be the best to use in this. And vermouths are um, particular. You know, you have Italian, Spanish, French, American. You know, everyone makes vermouth now. So try to find um, something, you know, ask your, when you go to a liquor store, ask them, like, what is your fruitiest blanc vermouth, you know? Or dry vermouth. And, and that should be what you need for this particular spirit. Well, it looks fantastic. That's wonderful. Would you do that one frozen? You could, you get fucked up <laughs> off these frozen. That's for goddamn sure. Would I do that? Very minimally at the bar. 
Would I take this and do pineapple juice and, you know, some bitters in, in the frozen machine? Yes. Oh, that'd be yes. fantastic. Actually, this would be really good with champagne. Ooh, yeah. You mix, like, like sparkling wine and, and all of this into a frozen machine? Like, heaven. Oh, we did a frozen Hemingway daiquiri uh, last summer in Nashville, and it was Yum. unbelievably popular. Mm. What typically goes into a Hemingway daiquiri? Uh, Luxardo, grapefruit juice, uh, typically rum, but we do um, St. Luna. Uh, but because it has that 95% molasses base, it works beautifully. Nice. That sounds delicious. Uh, yeah, they're delicious. Yum. So where are they going to go to get that? Thank you, Hemingway, for getting hammered. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're going to go to designateddrinker.show for your tips and jokes and recipes and um, where to find David. And if you are on the East Coast, you know, New York and Jersey is not that far, so you can you can handle it. You said Delaware too, right? We are in Delaware, yes. State Line Liquors, greatest place. If you live in Maryland, you go to State Line Liquors. Great store. Isn't that tax-free? I think it is. Uh, yes. De- Delaware is tax-free. Also, Rehoboth. Hello, if you're in Rehoboth, hello, that is Delaware. Get yourself to a store and get this and make this because this is different. And we all know that everybody wants to be one up on everyone else. So make sure that like... You're going to get something delicious like this. And totally unique. Hell yeah, because you can walk into the party with something no one else is going to have. You get to introduce people to some an elevated, beautiful spirit and have a great time. Yes, and then hopefully your pants fall off. So that's what it sounds like for pride <laughs> for me. <laughs> now, that's a whole nother kind of moonshine when your pants fall off. <laughs> notice, notice out of all the drinks, I'm like, I'll just keep drinking this. It's fine. That makes me so happy. Thank you all. No, thank you for sharing the product with us and introducing to something new. Oh, my pleasure. And I'm just drinking it neat because it is, it's one of those spirits that you can drink it neat or just with one big ice cube. And it's, it's wildly delicate and complex and smooth. So will you ever do the infused versions of the moonshine? Like, will you do like canned or anything like that where you have the the ready-mades? No, you know, we've we've talked a lot about doing that. And I think that uh, where the industry is now with the ready-mades is all the big guys have snapped that stuff up. And, you know, it'd be me trying to compete with literally Budweiser. And I just, you know, unless you have excess amounts of capital, I don't see how a small brand can really do that effectively. Um, so for us, I think we're going to focus more on just increasing distribution with St. Luna, um, getting our name out there and showing people that you can have a moonshine that is elegant and gorgeous. Uh, and then once we're ready to do some additional products, I think we're going more towards like totally different products. Interesting. Interesting. I'm here for it. So you let us know and we're into it. I will. I've thought of, I've thought of doing some fun infusions, but here's the thing, like when, because St. Luna is 50%, throw stuff in it, like infuse. Like we do a uh, ginger and cinnamon infusion that's unbelievably tasty, just literally slices of ginger and and cinnamon sticks in the bottle. Um, I do coffee grounds all the time because I love uh, that coffee flavor and it just, it takes on flavor so well. We could have made an espresso martini with this. Uh, We actually, we do an espresso martini um, and it's part of our Golden Girls cocktails. Uh, We did one for each Golden Girl. And the espresso martinis are Sophia Petrillo, but we do a homemade grenadine syrup and add three quarters of an ounce of that to our espresso. David, is it too much to ask for the recipe? And we can post that on designateddrinker.show so people have even more reason um, why to get some St. Luna in their life. Yep. Oh, I absolutely can. I love that. What's Dorothy? 
the Dorothy was a strawberry rhubarb shrub. Oh, nice and bitter. I like it. She is bitter. She's oh. a very nice person, but very bitter. I loved her. She was my favorite. That's awesome. I mean, everyone always says Blanche because she was slutty. Well, Blanche, we did a, uh, a, a Bloody Mary, a spicy Bloody Mary, but with tomato water. So it was mm. totally clear and we went a little bit more citrus. And when I keep saying we, I mean Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> because she, I'm the taster. She's the, you know, the genius behind our recipes. And I think rose was a twist on a fizz, but uh, with cream and um, rose water, uh, it was really, it was gorgeous too. I can't wait to meet Aubrey. I hope that this is going to be the next person that we, um, we get to meet. Well, now we have an excuse to get down to DC. So we will be there. Yeah, done. I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, Gina, I, um, think you should ask David the question that we haven't been asking this month. Oh, oh yeah. That's how we know if you listen to the show, but right? let's do it. Let's throw it in. Let's throw it in. All right, David. So in this day and age, you know, everyone identifies himself with some sort of creature and you may identify yourself with uh, um, a raccoon, you know, stealthily moving in the night, hiding out during the day. Okay. But if you can identify yourself with one spirit ingredient for food or beverage, what would that ingredient be and why? What spirit ingredient? Oh, see, I was thinking about what animal I'd be. I'm like, dog, dog. No. Um, <laughs> Any ingredient could be for food or for beverage. doesn't have to be for both. What would I be? Um, like what defines you? Oh, see, I find that so hard because I don't think any single thing defines a person. Um, but if... Off the top of my head, I love lamb, and I think it's not something that's for everybody, which is my personality. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm okay with that. Lamb. We've never had lamb. Right. Little gamey. Little. <laughs> not for everybody. <laughs> I love it. Are you kidding me? That's the greatest. It can be like a little bit rare. But like if you like lamb, you typically love lamb. So Aww. I guess that's that's what I'm going with. David. <laughs> I don't. I I love lamb, so I guess I love you. So I'm into it. Love Perfect. It. That's awesome. Well, we love David. We love Saint Luna. We love the liquid inside the bottle. And let me tell you, the packaging is beautiful too. Everyone should be proud to have it sitting on their bar. Well done, sir. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. Um, which is hysterical because the. So when I first launched St. Luna, I was not from the industry at all. So I had no idea what I was doing. And I was just, you know, backpack going door to door as much as I possibly could. And there was one liquor store I walked into in Brooklyn. And the first words out of his mouth, mind you, I had already won packaging awards. And, you know, we were at, at Jean-Georges Nougatine and Employees Only and all these amazing places. And he looks at me and goes, this is the worst fucking bottle I have ever seen. <laughs> I was, I was like, uh, thanks. <laughs> I guess I'll just get my stuff and go. <laughs> yeah. Did he become a client? He did not. No, no. I left and um, never went back. So I am just entirely grateful when people tell me that they appreciate the bottle and that it does look elegant because it it's supposed to. Um, it's supposed to look premium, but not over the top. And, um, you know, modern, sophisticated really is sort of the, the vibe that we were going for. I love it. Well, I'm a creative director from brand industry. I'm going to say you did an amazing job. Of course, it's subjective, but I'm going to say my opinion might matter more. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, I, I love it. 
Just kidding, just kidding. Well, thank you so much to you both. I hope you have a wonderful time at Pride, celebrating all things wonderful in life, including St. Luna. Cheers. 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 The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company that is dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers Bobby and Mike Carducci. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows. Your review helps our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.